Hello, library patrons! Mike Bradley here from the North Riverside Library. On this week's episode of the Tech Team Podcast, I'm talking with Marla and Sarah about how we would fix the internet if we were in charge. Plus, we've got Marla's Makerspace Minute, Who's Back of the Week, and lots of other fun segments. Starting right now. I'm excited about our lead topic here today, which is um, appointing each of us as temporary czar of the internet. <laughs> my um, my basic idea was this is how this seems to happen uh, every once in a while. Uh, you see it in the government where they will appoint someone as the czar of some really pressing problem, like this, this person is the administration's drug czar or crime czar or healthcare czar or things like that. And I think the internet has a lot of problems and somebody needs to fix it so it might as well be us so who wants to be the first ever internet czar wow mike you really sold it with that intro i I think you should go first (laughs) well okay if you insist um if i was to be made czar of the internet i would do a few things right off the bat day one my things that i would do and I've, i've said this before but you guys know how frustrated I am with advertising on the internet. I would I would mandate that all ads essentially go go back to like pre-internet forms of advertising, <laughs> which I know is going to make me sound like an old man, but I don't care. Uh, I still maintain that the greatest form of advertising the world has ever known is the kind that you find in really nice magazines. And I don't see why we can't use that model for the internet. Okay, so let me try to explain my, my point here. Um, I feel like basically, so if you're on the internet, if you if you run a website, you have you're either focusing on text with photos, or you're doing you know audio and video. So it would totally work if you were if you were running you know your typical news website or blog or whatever. You're you're basically dealing with text-based content, right? So why couldn't it just work as it used to work in a magazine where you have a page of text and then you flip the page and there's an ad and then you flip past that and you go back to reading and that works beautifully. And if it's done well, if it's tasteful, it doesn't even detract. So I would I would say that that has to be the way it works. So none of this like flashing animated stuff all over the page None of those terrible banner ads that's at the top of everything you, you look at online. None of that 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 crap that's at the bottom of every article that's like, you won't believe what this person did. You know, all of that's gone. It goes back to like a, a magazine style advertising setup. And also it's kind of a second second point, and I'm not too terribly concerned about this, but I know a lot of people hate all of the tracking, all the targeting that goes on with online ads. So I would say, you know what? You did you guys didn't need that before, so you don't need it now. The limit there's no individual user tracking. You sell your ads to that website because you want to attract readers of that website and that's it. You don't get any further personalization than that. And I know that all of the um people would say, well, that doesn't work for us because We'll, we'll never make money selling regular ads, but it's like, hey, you used to do it. In fact, all of these companies, all of these media companies were doing so much better before the Internet. So I'm sure they can figure out a way to make that work. 
And for, and, and okay, so that's just for text content. Sorry to make this a long rant, but I feel strongly about this. The second part is videos, so, or, or and or audios. Um, I think for that, that model actually works fine. I know everybody hates the advertising on YouTube, but I think it's, it's totally fine. It's like, we're fine watching the commercials when we watch TV. So keep doing what you're doing. But again, you, you can't track, you, you can't track. And also, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see ads, the ads stay the same over time because, um, I think we all used to kind of like certain commercials and you would talk about them with your friends and stuff. And you don't really get to do that with the commercials that you see on YouTube. So I think it would be great if like every YouTube clip that had an ad in front of it, it had to stay that way like forever. <laughs> so that when you watched an old video, you could be nostalgic about the ad that runs before it. I kind of like that idea. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Is you, you just every video gets its advertisement and it never changes. That's kind of great. Right. This kind of um, goes back to a, a one of my hotter takes, which is that hey, you know, monoculture is good. <laughs> but that's a topic for another day. Um, uh, so that's my my first thing, advertising. We're changing the way that works. Here's my second my second point, fixing the internet. I'm going to I'm going to clear up the problem, all of the terrible things that people post on all of these websites that that run off of user generated content. And Sarah, I stole this idea from you. You haven't talked about it in a while, but I'm bringing it back. And that is basically no more user generated content (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or more specifically, if you want to upload a video to YouTube. You have to be hired by YouTube. <laughs> you have to be an employee of YouTube if you want to post a video. And I know this completely ruins the entire business model of most things on the internet, but um, I don't care. I think we've have en- we have enough experience now that we can say it was a bad idea. Uh, I know that the era before the internet and when there were gatekeepers to publishing things, I know there were a lot of problems with that. But I think the answer to that was to get better gatekeepers, not to remove the gates. Well said, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So that means I, I'm sorry. Uh, none of these none of these sites that just make make all their money off letting people post stuff. It's not going to work. Either you have to like a, apply to post your stuff somewhere, and then everyone can be responsible for it, or we just we just don't allow it. And if that makes me a curmudgeon, so be it. <laughs> and then my third and most controversial point to fix the internet, and this will supersede the previous two, is um, you know, you know what? Let's just shut the whole thing down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. I'm ready to just turn off the internet and never turn it back on. <laughs> Uh, I would be fine with it. I think society would be better <laughs> without it. Probably shouldn't be uh, taking this mindset um, as the host of a tech team podcast, but you know what? It's not worth it. We can let it go. <laughs> right, folks? <laughs> shut it down. Just shut it down. Just shut the whole thing down. I will see the remainder of my time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for listening to that, guys. What, what don't you, if you, all right, let me just ask you this. This is one of my favorite hypothetical questions. If you had the power, if someone came to you, gave you the switch and said, you can just turn off the internet, it'll go away and never come back. Would you do it? No. <laughs> no, Marla says no. no. I would go into the serious withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> I I would I honestly I honestly would and so would my children probably we would be really really cranky and like little house on the prairie like it would I don't know what we would do it kind of keeps my sanity and it keeps my sanity as a mom because I can I have that power to just be like go turn on Disney plus and like get out of my hair for an hour <laughs> <laughs> these kids this generation of kids they don't like to go outside they don't like to go ride their bike they go ride for five minutes and then they come back and they're like i'm bored yeah but isn't that illustrating the point though that's kind of that's the downside of the internet right people don't know how to be yeah. bored anymore we get we we lived we lived without it we can get that back we did and i think we we can but i think that we have to do it at a point where we have to make sure that the next generation after this generation doesn't grow up with it. And that way they aren't already used to it. This generation, if you go and just take it away from them, they're going to have a hard time because they've already had it for so long and they'll get used to it. But like, there will always be that, that downside and that piece missing because there's this thing they used to have. And now they don't have it. Mm, maybe, but, uh, I think I think that we will see some some positive trends here. I think I think that these the the younger the younger folks growing up now will start to trend towards like less internet. I think I think um like not having the internet in your house will become the new I don't own a TV, you know? Like uh I can see like um you know a lot of mustache wearing hipsters uh, deciding to like turn off the internet. And I'm here for it. Yeah, be like the hipsters. <laughs> hey, if you can do it, more power to you. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't say I could do it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as addicted as anybody else. But if it if it did if it did disappear, I'd be okay with it. Oh, uh, thanks for hearing me out, guys. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can take it. So if I was the internet czar, first three things I would do as my as a part of my reign was I would get rid of comment sections below anything. Keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> totally agree. Comment sections are just a cesspool where people are mean to each other, where people are mean to the creators of the content they're commenting about, where people tear each other down. Uh, and point out every little flaw and feel like they should uh, or, or like <laughs> harass you to go to Brazil. So <laughs> I, I don't see what they, they haven't added anything positive to uh, my experience as a human being in the Internet obsessed world. And I don't see why we can't just get rid of them. It, watch something. Enjoy it. Uh, if you want to talk about it, tell your mom, tell your boyfriend tell somebody else but do not tell strangers on the internet they don't care keep your opinions to yourself in the same vein 
So Instagram did this thing recently where they tried hiding the number of likes and interactions a post gets from users and people freaked out about it. But I think that that's not a bad idea. I think um, the, the fact that things like Instagram can become a kind of a popularity thing, people start comparing themselves. We're not comparing themselves to other people, but they start um, attaching their self-worth to the number of likes they get on pictures or sort of trying to get interaction becomes the only thing that's important on websites that should be meant to promote creativity and self-expression. I think that we would all just be a little happier with ourselves, a little less insecure if we got rid of that competition side of things and we just used these platforms just to uh, express and to make something fun and, you know, have a little, have a good time, you know? So uh, getting rid of the visibility of the likes and interactions to other people, I think would be a good idea. I don't know. It was controversial. We actually tried to do this in the real world and nobody was down for it um Nicki Minaj famously was like really against it but I don't Nicki Minaj should be making decisions around here I'm the internet czar in this hypothetical here here my last uh, point or action that I would take as internet czar um kind of echoes Mike's last action though not as an extreme I would delete Twitter you would just ban it Trump style just Twitter is banned yeah, I think that um, the fact that Twitter runs so much of our lives and, may, and so many greatly important things for both government and um, society happen on Twitter is not does not bode well for us, is not uh, setting us up for success as a human race. And um, I would like to get rid of it. I think there's a lot of toxicity that happens on Twitter that we don't need. I think um, it does. it's not a place that promotes kindness. Or um, even like a, a community type mind, I think that it's a place where people are just screaming into the void and whoever's loudest gets heard and it's not good. So let's just like deleting comment sections. I think we could delete Twitter and just keep your thoughts to yourself, people. Uh, because isn't that all that Twitter really is? So like I like I have a Twitter and I never really used it. Like I never really got into Twitter. And like I'll read tweets when people make like memes out of them, but I don't just surf Twitter. And like all I ever hear about it is like people like arguing, like retweeting each other back and forth, like arguing and like I don't know, who was it? Like, Cardi B and Candace Owens were, like, literally just fighting, like, tweet after tweet after tweet. And it's, like, that's what I feel it is. It's, like, they're just screaming out into the void, and then all their fans and followers are, like, jumping on. And then, like, this other person starts screaming at them in the void, and I just don't see the point of it. And I don't know why politicians and, like, really important people are using this really basic social media platform to to air their opinions and dirty laundry. Um, thank you for making my point for me, Marla. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> why I feel as internets are that it's a uh, top priority to delete Twitter. 
Get rid of Twitter. I encourage you, anyone listening to this podcast right now, uh, delete the Twitter app from your phone. I promise you, you'll be happier as a person. Maybe less informed. Maybe less informed. But, um, you know, just read the news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, what is Twitter if not just a giant comment section? Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) It's just like, for, but for the whole internet. And, you know, we used to have these things before. It was called, you want to make a comment, you write a letter to the editor, you know. Um, (laughs) Then they have to decide whether or not they want to show that. Um, And and incidentally, um, our library is a leading figure in this area because Nobody writes more letters to the actual editors than Barbara and Carlene. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still getting their takes out, you know, in the old school way. And I love it. Yeah, I, I, I just think that in general, we should decrease the volume, like turn down the volume on the importance of your specific take. And all these things that promote like, oh, let me get my take out there. Let me type away like a madman on my keyboard and let the people know what I think enough of that enough of that you you keep that to yourself as internet's arm getting rid of any vehicle that might uh, uh promote <laughs> that you're you're gonna be okay if not the, if the whole world doesn't know what you think you know you can still have your opinion and you can still fight for what you believe in but just not with strangers on the internet let's not do that i agree i agree with all of your solutions sarah thank you mike thank you Let's go to Marla, who I feel like out of out of all of us, Marla's probably going to actually introduce some practical legislation here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I kind of like Sarah's idea there. Or at least we need to, like, mainstream. I'm kind of feeling bad that I didn't put any kind of, like, mainstream social media in there. Like, there's there's so many platforms, and people use all these different platforms for different things, and it's just, I don't know. It's just literally a cesspool of useless information and opinions and it's horrible um but anyways if i was star of the internet obviously i'm a mom i have three kids they're young my oldest is nine so he's really getting to that preteen stage where you know he's gonna start like watching things and seeing things that there might be some stuff like snuck in and I don't know like am I really monitoring it like the way I should be people are really worked up about this cuties movie on Netflix and um you know rightfully so you know it's very controversial you know and there's all these these hashtags and you're seeing all of these uh these pedophile rings getting busted lately and you're kind of just sitting back and going huh like okay and you know I kind of just want to sit there and the internet can be a really scary place for kids and we've been hearing this for years and years and years but it's only going to get worse especially with the way um the world in general but especially America right now and currently and you know, I don't think it's going to get drastically better anytime soon with anything here. Um, so, you know, you have to ask yourself, do I really know, like, what my kids are watching? And, 
you know, some parents don't want to get their kids cell phones too early because, you know, they're like, oh, they're too young for that. But it's like, but you're going to go let your kid, you know, at 10, 11 years old, go out with his friends with no cell phone. And uh, it's just kind of scary because you want you want to you want to monitor, but you don't want to monitor too much and you don't want to give them too much freedom. But you have to give them some kind of technology because you have to keep in touch in this day and age. So I just really want to sit there and make the Internet kind of more like mom friendly and safer for children. And YouTube kind of did that with their advertising. Um, They stopped letting videos advertised to children uh, which is great and then they made everybody who makes content for children like they have to specifically state that the content is made for children so that it can be monitored by YouTube so I think that's really great the second thing I would do as the internet star is um again with children we're doing this crappy e-learning stuff And uh, we're doing these mandatory Zoom meetings. Oh, and it's horrible. Like, we do Zoom meetings for work, right? And, like, it's fine. But my five-year-old, my five-year-old does not care about a Zoom meeting. (laughs) He does not care if that little girl on the screen is his classmate. Like, he just cannot understand that this is class. And it's so stressful. And... I think that if we got rid of mandatory Zoom meetings for e-learning, we could replace it with, like, YouTube homeschooling videos. Like, we could make cookies, and that's how we would learn our fractions and our ratios. And we would do, like, a bunch of things around the house or, like, outside and learn our math and our science and stuff that way instead of doing all these e-learning Zoom meetings that just stress kids and parents out. Yeah, I think we can all agree that we've got a little too much Zoom in our lives right now. Oh, it's horrible. These kids, they don't they don't understand. My kid can barely make it through a movie. He's freshly five, so he's, like, one of the youngest in his class. And, like, he can barely make it through, you know, an hour and a half Scooby-Doo movie without getting bored. And he's supposed to sit there and listen to a teacher just lecture for an hour. And it's it doesn't work. <laughs> um. And then the third thing I would do as Internet Czar is I would make good, happy news more accessible. Um, <laughs> I really miss the days of Breadcat. Do you guys remember Breadcat? <laughs> no. Nope. Like if people would cut a hole in the middle of a piece of bread and like put it around their cat's head. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. (laughs) It was, like, the funniest thing on the Internet. And, like, I always come back to this example of Bread Cat because, like, I I get bored and I just watch, like, cat videos and, like, stuff that makes me laugh. Like, there's way too much of the negativity. You turn on the news and it's, it's all negative before the happy news. And there's barely, like, the happy news is, like, two minutes at the end of the news. And it's, like... If you're going to beat us down with all this drama and all this negativity, like, at least give us some, like, good positivity to, like, bring us back up at the end. Like, if we can all laugh over the same stuff, no matter what our politics are, if we can sit there and we can laugh together, like, maybe we can all get along a little better. That's really good. That's so wholesome. And I think it's a good point. It seems like that has 
that has that has decreased over time. It, it used to be, it seemed like um, the internet. It just seemed this way. It may it may still be if you know where to look, but it seemed like the internet was just full of funny, happy stuff. <laughs> and that's it was. totally changed uh, over time. Those are good points. I, I want to make a recommendation here uh, in regard to your first point about making making things safer for children. There is a really awesome service. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called um, it's called Next DNS. It's um, a DNS routing service. So runs in the background when you you know when you're surfing websites. Um, it can block things at the at the DNS level. I use it for blocking ads on my phone, but it works on everything. It works on Windows, Mac, Android, iPhone, Chromebook. Any, any you can set up um, your own custom uh, DNS resolver using this this Next DNS. It's really cool. It was started by some guys from uh, Netflix, and um, you can use these like pre-built filter lists for um, like blocking ads or for blocking you know inappropriate content for children you might want to look at it if you're worried about that stuff um i usually it works great um on my phone to block ads and you don't need to install anything it just it just simply um lets them handle the resolving of the links and it will filter out anything that you don't want well that's great so yeah like, looking it up right now thanks yeah. mike check that out it's it's pretty simple they have like little tutorials on how to set it up um so I really like it. Awesome. I feel like I was going to say something else here about the your second point, but I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we all need to bake more cookies to learn our fractions and our conversions of tablespoons yeah. and teaspoons. Absolutely. It's not a bad idea. And, like, whatever happened to just memorizing, like, our times tables? Do you remember, like, in school where we, like, literally had the times table just, like, beat in our head, like, it was in the corner of our desk, and, like, that's all we did all the time was our times table and our times facts. Like, these kids don't even do that. Like, they spent, like, a couple weeks on their times table, and then they moved on. And then, like, my kid doesn't even know, like, perfect squares yet. Like, he doesn't know off the top of his head. I can't just be like, hey, like, what's eight times eight? And he'll be like, um, um. And I'm like, come on, like, you should know this. You should know this. Like, you're in fourth grade now, you know? And. He's like, um, and I'm like, whatever happened to just like really simple, you know, the stuff that you're actually going to learn in life like that, like that you're going to need to use. Instead, they focus on things that, you know, these these kids aren't going to need unless they choose to do something like a pathway during high school and in college. But at this age, they should just be focusing on things that they're actually going to use in life. And like, I don't feel like schools are doing that. Man, I remember those timetables. I got, I can go all the way up to 12 times 12, no problem. Yeah, 13 times 13, 169. I can't go that far. That timetable <laughs> yeah. stopped at 12 times 12. That was so, so did mine. So did mine. <laughs> For years, whenever I saw 13 times anything, I'd be like, whoa, we don't go that far, man. <laughs> I give up. 13 Oh man, I think we should do we should do a whole segment on things that they used to teach in school that they don't anymore and how we're all mad about that. Would that be uh, like what millennials are killing this week? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I think Sarah could do like a whole 10 minutes on why they need to, you know, teach cursive in the schools. 
absolutely not. <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of the, the fence with this. I'm not a parent myself, but I think that uh, just there are a lot of stupid people out there, and schools need to be teaching harder things, not more basic things, I think. So, yeah, times change. If we don't need to be learning cursive anymore, we don't need to learn cursive. How are you going to read the the Declaration of Independence or, like, sign your name, though? But you know what? You can find easily with a quick Google the whole transcript of the Declaration of Independence on the Internet typed out. Well, when Mike shuts down the Internet and gets rid of it. (laughs) We can preserve those things. But we don't need to learn how to write in cursive. You know how much of a hard time I was given... I could never get cursive down. My cursive was horrible. And I would get points taken off of my perfectly, like, reasonable, well-written essays because I couldn't write in cursive. You know how dumb that is? To care about the aesthetic and not what's being written? No. Down with cursive. That's a great great debate. (laughs) We should just start teaching APA style in, like, third grade, right? Yes, that's what people should learn. (laughs) Yes. Teach them how to cite sources earlier. Hey, I I showed up in college and I had to write a lot of essays I felt like I wasn't prepared to write. I agree. So. Well, I think, you know, we could easily go on trying to fix the internet all day because there's no shortage of problems. But Or schools, apparently. Or schools. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we, that's a good start. We got a good, we got a good start on it. Um, hey, Marla. Are you, ready, are you ready for the Makerspace Minute? Always. Wait, wait, let me go back. Let me try that again. I want to do this in the most Chicago accent I can I can. <laughs> do it. Hey, Marla. <laughs> what? Please don't say my name like that. <laughs> What's going on in that Makerspace? <laughs> Makerspace. Well, Mike, um, in the Makerspace, I was just in there today. Um because Makerspace Mondays airs um, next week, the 21st, because it's the first and third Mondays of the month. And I'm working with the Cricut machine um, this time around, so not the Glowforge. Um, if you guys saw my last episode, I made a laser engraved monogrammed cutting board on our Glowforge laser engraver. We got a lot of positive feedback on that episode, so I'm really excited to keep doing these. This week, I'm I'm going back and forth between two projects, um, and I'm going to see which one I can kind of perfect so I can record it. I'm going in between making DIY invitations out of cardstock, and they're going to be cut with, like, a lacy design on them. So it's really cool for people who are planning, like, baby showers, um, like, wedding showers, weddings. Um, home oh my gosh what do you call that like home welcoming parties help me out guys housewarming oh my gosh wow words are hard today um so anything like save the dates things that people need like fancier invitations for um there's a really cool way to do that on the cricket machine so i'm going to show people how they can do that um the other project i'm working on is just some um halloween t-shirts cricket is probably uh, most famous for either like its decals for like cars and cups or um, 
the decals that you can make for t-shirts. So I really want to show people um, how they can make t-shirts since that's what they know about it. So I'm excited. I haven't practiced anything like this yet with the Cricut, um, except for today. Um, so either way, no matter what happens, it's going to be a really fun episode, and I'm looking forward to showing all the people. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Marta. Oh, before we get into the uh, seeing anything good, I've got a quick who's back. Um, and this is going to be a little dated because by the time people will hear this, this will have already happened. But the big September Apple event is tomorrow. And this one is a total snooze. Usually in September is when they put out the new iPhones, but they've already said that they're not doing that this September, I guess, because maybe because of some supply chain issues related to COVID and all. Um, <laughs> and they don't even have a name for this. They literally put out the press release and they just called it Apple event, September 15th. It's like the most boring thing. And then they, then they tried to jazz it up by calling it time flies, which makes people think that they're going to introduce a new smartwatch, new Apple mm -hmm. watch, and that's going to be the highlight. But I got to say, guys, I mean, who cares? Uh, <laughs> I never got into the whole smartwatch thing. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just like, all right, here's bad radio. But anybody ever see the uh, the meme that was like a, a a chart of like all of human history, and it shows like the period when people wore watches on their wrists, and it goes up to like from like the beginning until like 2005 or whatever, and then it shows. The, a little gap and then it's like when people wore smartwatches and it was like 2011 to the present and then there's like this tiny spot in between where it was like everyone's wrist was gloriously free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that before yes and it's so good because i'm just like why does anyone want to tell me why we need we need this uh, i like watch i don't there's know so much more than just a watch now like they I mean, do more. They track your fitness and you can call and text from it. Not easily. You can't text easily from them, but they're getting better. You can answer calls and you can be like, hey, I can't talk right now. Got to go. And like just hang up like really, you know, like you're a spy, in like a secret spy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. You've got like this whole computer in your pocket, you know, like do you really need a second one on your wrist? Um, I literally think we grew up watching like James Bond movies and well, you know, maybe not so much James Bond for some people, but, you know, and I think that's kind of just the future is here. And like these are these are things that were in the shows and the movies we watched as a kid. So like when the hoverboards came out, you know, everybody wanted a hoverboard because it was like, whoa, we've been waiting our whole life for this. And like. Now we have these really cool, like, smartwatches that we've been waiting our whole life for, and the future's here. <laughs> I guess so, but I find every time this happens, every time we actually get something that I used to see on TV or whatever when I was a little kid, it's never as cool as I thought it was going to be, and I end up not even wanting to use it. Um. <laughs> I don't have a smartwatch, so I'm waiting for the Google Watch because I have a Google phone. I have a Fitbit. And I don't know if that counts. I guess it is a smartwatch, but I mostly like it for the fitness tracking. Because, uh, you know, the, the every every six weeks when I feel like working out, <laughs> <laughs> tell me how good I did. <laughs> Maybe. 
I used to, yeah, I used to wear a Fitbit, but these days I just, I mean, all I do is walk. And actually what I'm doing these days is really low tech. Like the, the Google maps will tell me like whenever I look at it, it'll show if I, if I did any walking, it'll show a little map of where I went and like how much time and how many miles. And I just, I just take that and just write it down and keep track of it that way in my quest to like delete as many apps as possible. Google Maps is my fitness app. And then where do you keep the piece of paper? Okay, technically I don't write it down. I put it into another okay. app. <laughs> I'm like, well, that would just be like so, I don't know, that would make so much clutter for me. <laughs> I mean, you could. Some people keep like a like a running journal or whatever. I could keep a walking journal, I guess. Um, but actually, no, I just I put it into another app that tracks that track that tracks my walking but it's 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 very low tech um anyway that's neither here nor there i don't think we accomplished anything with the <laughs> with my smartwatch rant but i wanted to get it out now for more fun sarah wants to know if we've seen anything good yeah um so basically i have had zero luck finding something good to watch despite the fact that i have literally thousands of options at my uh disposal and i uh want to know what you guys are watching and how you're watching it and recommend something good because i got nothing right now okay you want to go first marla uh, yeah i want to take this one all right sarah have you seen the karate kids when you were a kid no uh, what <laughs> You never watched the Karate Kid? No. With Mr. Miyagi and like wax on, wax off? I I know of Mr. Miyagi, but I've never actually seen one of these movies, no. Okay, so I suggest going and watching the Karate Kid, at least the first one. At Mm -hmm. least the first one. Um, And then you have to go watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. It was originally on YouTube, and now it's on Netflix, and there's two full seasons. So it's pretty much just a modern-day spinoff. It's got all the original actors, um, which is really exciting. And so it's like the Karate Kid and his rival who were in high school back in, like, the 80s, early 90s. And now they're, like, in their 50s, and they have, like, families of their own, and, like, their kids are following in their footsteps but they still have this rivalry going on and there's just, it's like, it's so cool. And there's so much karate in it. And like, you think it's really like, you know, you're like, Oh, karate is lame. But then like, it's really, really cool. Yeah. And it's got rave reviews and everybody's raving about it right now. And season three is coming out early 2021. So you have to watch the first two seasons before season three comes out. Sweet. You really sold it. I'm going to check it out. My inner 80s kid, like, fangirls every time I watch it. I, I keep uh, avoiding this show. People keep telling me to watch it. I, I loved the move, the original movie. I, I've probably watched Karate Kid 1 and, weirdly, Part 3, like, a million times. But I've still not seen the show, and everyone keeps telling me that it's great. Like, even my wife has watched the first two seasons, <laughs> like, without me, and is like, we need to watch them again. And I'm just like... I, I say this stuff all the time, um, but uh, I just have a problem. I just have a problem getting excited for these whole like reboots and remakes and things. I don't know why they they see. I mean, they're obviously targeted at people like me, but 
I can't get that excited about it. I, I watched that new Bill and Ted movie, but even that was kind of a letdown. But I don't know. Maybe this is the one that would do it because everyone says it's it's great. It's really great. you got to watch it. All right. Well, I'll think about it, but I'll probably get to it like 10 years from now. 10 years from now? All right. <laughs> it's just how I roll. <laughs> uh, my picks. I've got two picks for you, Sarah. Wait, uh, Mike, that's the same as saying I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> you know, right? No, I do. I've been catching up. I've been catching up on so many things lately from like the 90s. Think movies that came out back then that I was like, meh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't look too good. And I'm like watching them now. They still, they're still like new to me. I'll, I'll see something from like 97 and I still think of that as like, oh, that's a newer movie. <laughs> <laughs> from literally 23 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'm I'm really behind. I'm I run way behind. Um, but I do have two picks for you. Uh, you've already heard me talk about Buzzard, but there's this movie called Buzzard from 2014. It's uh, it's incredible. I don't really even know how to describe it, so I'm calling it like a depressing slacker comedy. Uh, but I guess it's also kind of a crime crime thriller ish movie. Um, but I think it's in it's super unique. It's a great time capsule for like sort of turn of the millennium. Um, and uh, I don't want it's it's I don't want to like give away too much, but um, it's about uh, sort of a, a slacker kid in a in like a nowhere in a nowhere job who runs a bunch of like small time cons and and then sort of gets gets in over his head. But man, I just I, I I just love it, and I think it has a some great commentary on on that sort of late stage capitalism that we all like to uh, get riled up about. And it's if you're a fan of like really offbeat indie stuff, and you haven't seen Buzzard, check it out. And my other pick, uh, like just what a great choice to describe something as. Um depressing when you're pitching it to me <laughs> oh yeah this is I, I think you would dig this one sarah and i know you would dig my second pick because you're a big christian slater fan and they recently have uh re-listed his incredible uh late 80s skateboarding murder mystery movie gleaming the cube is back <laughs> you can find it on the Amazon video. Um, <laughs> um, also, Buzzard is on Amazon video. Um, Gleaming the Cube is great. Me and my buddies used to love this movie. It's because it was like, oh, this is like the authentic skater stuff right here. There was like a huge moment around, you know, late 80s, early 90s of like skater culture being like really pervasive. And this movie had like this legendary stature amongst you know young teenagers at that time because it had like real skateboarders in the cast you know people like tony hawk were like in the movie and this is this is like peak christian slater this is like um this is after heathers and maybe before pump up the volume i think is where mm -hmm. it falls in the slater filmography 
And you think, oh, Christian Slater, uh, skateboarding, oh, late 80s, early 90s. And you think you know what you're getting, but it's actually like a really grim, like murder mystery where he's trying to like figure out who killed his adopted brother. And it, those parts of the movie are like way too serious. And, and it's great, another great time capsule. Um, so I'm just recommending that to you as a fan of the awesomeness of Christian Slater at that time and as a fan of pop culture time capsules. Well, also, as a fan of movies in which people say the title of the movie during the movie. Oh, uh, you know, I totally am. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm certain that at some point someone's yelling out for somebody to gleam the cube, man. <laughs> 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 yeah i also just love movies that are like about really specific sort of subcultures and they just load it up with as much of the slang of that subculture as they can you know to show how much they get it <laughs> yeah make it real authentic yeah so it's a lot of fun so check those out oh i certainly will thank you for your recommendations both of you yeah i think it's really cool that like we both had some old school 80s 90 theme there yeah you did oh for sure um that's my favorite time my favorite yeah, time, mike has, time period mike hasn't seen anything before 1997 obviously i mean after 1997 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 1997 is getting really late um, yeah <laughs> i this is this is i'm not kidding at all i was looking for something to watch last night and i came across um anaconda <laughs> oh god remember that and i thought about watching it and i was like 97 ah, that's a little new that's a little <laughs> new for me uh <laughs> so i didn't i didn't watch it it was too current anaconda is that the one with jennifer lopez the very same oh the movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh was- man Awful. Um, Isn't John Voight in that movie, too? John Voight, Ice Cube. <laughs> wow, that's an all-star cast. <laughs> well, I see that we are we're getting in range of running long hair. Does anyone have anything that's left that you like really want to get to? I want to introduce a new segment. Okay. I want to introduce what is COVID killing this week? <laughs> <laughs> you mean besides people? <laughs> Don't, I, I knew you were going to say it. Don't say it, Mike. <laughs> Mike! Oh, that was dark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just, I that brought down the mood. I didn't mean to. But. Yeah. I didn't say who. It's what. Oh. I just, you gotta, you gotta mention that, you know, like. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe we rethink. This, this segment <laughs> what object what <laughs> oh what man is, uh ending this week or what is covid ruining this ruining week there edited that's fine we'll, we'll cut we'll cut all that out <laughs> i don't know it was kind of I'll funny. Leave, it in, leave it in for the joke leave it in for the joke <laughs> definitely Okay, well then tell us, yes, what is COVID ruining this week? So, um, COVID is ruining peeps, peeps. Um, I personally 
hate peeps. Um, however, I grew up with them because my mother loves them, and uh, so do my kids, unfortunately. So uh, peeps are usually always in the house during holidays because I feel like they're a little healthier than a bunch of chocolate and peanut allergen-filled stuff, even though they're not. But um, usually peeps are kind of famous for being an Easter thing, you know, with the bunnies and the little chicks. But uh, the last few years, maybe last decade or so, um, they've taken advantage of other holidays. They make hearts during Valentine's Day. They make like snowmen um, and candy canes during Christmas time, holiday time, um, and Halloween time. Um, they make little pumpkins and stuff. So um, unfortunately, because of COVID, um, the company is not selling Halloween peeps. So no pumpkin, ghost, and monster peeps this year. They're also not going to be selling Christmas peeps. Um, they will not be selling Valentine 2021 peeps. And there's no word about if they will return after Valentine's Day um, by Easter 2021, maybe. Um, so far, they said, the company made a statement saying that um, the, COVID, well, the situation, which uh, is COVID, resulted in us having to make the difficult decision to forego production of our seasonal candies for Halloween, Christmas, and Valentine's Day in order to focus on meeting the expected overwhelming demand for peeps for next Easter season. So it looks like for some reason we can't get any other peeps this year because we have to save the peep factory for the overwhelming amount of Easter peeps we're going to have. Wow. I, I know that, so, that some supply chains have been affected, but I mean, is there really that much in a peep? Isn't it just like <laughs> sugar and air? It's literally like <laughs> sugar. <laughs> some coloring. I love peeps. It kind of makes me sad. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sounds like a really big excuse. <laughs> but we'll see. Might not be good for uh, the peep company. Well, hey, if, if if I'm all for anything that gets people to take the pandemic more seriously, so if it takes the um, you know stopping of peeps to like make a few more people pay attention, then maybe that's not the worst thing. Well put. Thank you. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we wrap it up? I think we're good. I'm okay. Oh, wait. No, I do. I want to get one more thing in. Can we do a quick family matters? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> because I want to hear about this uh, this uh, uh, e-learning with kids situation. Oh, you haven't heard enough yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you touched on it earlier, but. Um... It's all I talk about. <laughs> it's all I talk about at work. Everybody knows about it. It's all I talk about to my mom, who who helps me with the e-learning while I'm at work. My mom, who has not taken a drink in, you know, years, not, not because she's an alcoholic, just because she doesn't drink anymore, had two beers today after e-learning with my five-year-old because she's so sick of it. She's that tired of it. It's just, it's horrible. These kids, they just, my fourth grader is no problem. He's, he's fine. You know, it's like, okay, you got this, this, and that to do. And he's like, okay, you know, he gets it. He just, he needs a little help here and there, you know, and then like any other homework, it's like, okay, yeah, I can help you with that. And, and we do it. 
no problem. But you try to get a kid with an intent, like a kindergartner who has like no attention span. And my, my kid's gone to preschool for three years. So he knows the classroom environment. He knows the general rules of a classroom. He, um, he knows his letters, he knows his numbers, his colors, his shapes, like he's ready for kindergarten. Um, but I don't, I don't know, his teacher's not very kindergarten friendly. And, uh, you're kind of, he's just watching to him. It's probably just watching like a really boring news segment. You know, there's no, like, she's got like 16 other kids who she's constantly like, Turn your camera back on. Okay. Mute your microphone. Mute your microphone. Unmute. Unmute. By the time she finishes telling everybody what to do, my son doesn't know what page he's on anymore or, like, what he's supposed to be doing. So it's like you got to sit next to them the whole time, and that's you don't get anything done. Zero out of ten stars. <laughs> do not recommend. <laughs> do not recommend. Yeah, I take school time. online. I go to school online. Yeah. I'm used to it. I've gone to school online for years throughout all three of, well, my associates I did most of online, my bachelor's I did a lot online, and now I'm in grad school completely online. Not because of COVID, just because my school's in California, which is having a hard enough time without COVID. Um, so they're definitely remote regardless. And you know, no matter how much experience I have with it, you can't give like your experience to a five-year-old to like help them because if they're not interested in it there's like nothing you can do that's going to make them interested in it and the school takes it very seriously you know they're like oh like he's not he, you know he's not he won't keep his camera on blah 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 and i'm like neither will the other kids i hear her yelling at the other kids and she's like, you know, his report card's coming up. Report, how are you going to grade these kids based on this? I, I don't think his kindergarten transcript is really going to affect the rest of his life. <laughs> if our president of the United States cannot pronounce Yosemite correctly, I'm pretty sure my kids will be just fine if they fail a little bit of remote learning. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, e-learning with kids might be a zero out of 10, but this rant is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> also, Sarah, do you want to tell us the uh, that's the story about how your parents are have been trolling you about, about you and trying to get a new cat? Oh. I, thought that, <laughs> I thought it was tremendous. And if I could oh. give Mama some background, this whole Family Matters segment started because because basically all of the stuff that 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 me and and Joe like to do in the library running around stirring up trouble basically Sarah's parents do the same thing at her house and <laughs> <laughs> we're there just trolling her constantly and i think it's the funniest thing yeah well so my cat passed away in march uh and while we do have like two other cats in the house that cat was my cat that passed away. Her name was Nala. So, um, I, oh, thank you. Um, I've missed her a lot, and I'm just used to having a pet companion. The other cats in my house aren't very attached or bonded with me, so um, 
they just prefer to be with other members of my family. So I have been really uh, pestering about uh, wanting another cat, wanting my own cat. And uh, I found one friend of my dad's uh, knows someone whose cat just gave birth to a bunch of kittens a couple weeks ago. And so I um, asked them if I can have this cat, if I can bring this cat home when it's uh, of age. And uh, they at first were like, hell no, absolutely not. Three cats. Well, I think three cats is the perfect number of cats. My parents disagree. Um, But my mom has a cat who we got the beginning of the year. And she's like seven months old now, and she kind of hates my mom. <laughs> um, so my mom is only letting me get this cat that I wanted because she has it in her brain that she can sort of steal it from me um, and bond it to her. So I really run the risk of like losing this cat completely because I think the only reason my mom is letting me bring another cat into the house is so that she can hijack it. And um <laughs> created a bond with this cat that supersedes whatever bond it may have with me which could, is a possibility and uh which is fine if you just like had that plan covertly like oh I'm gonna let the girl bring the cat home and then I'm gonna take the cat but they just keep telling me about it <laughs> keep telling me he's like oh we'll just wait until that cat hates you and it's like rubbing all over me like why why I'm in mourning I just lost my cat. Why rub it in my face? I'm going to be even lonelier at the end of this whole endeavor. Um, but yeah, it's not that exciting of a story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just what's going on. Um, I get the cat September 25th and I'll keep you guys updated to see if uh, I can avoid losing her to my mom and dad. Yeah. It sounds so story, toxic. But... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I'm glad you're getting a new cat. It's, I mean, it's all it's all just they're just trolling me. They're just yeah. uh, they're just giving me a hard time. It's, it'll be okay. It's yeah. not that toxic, I promise. I'd like go in my room and just like sit there and like bum out. I'd be so like I just I don't handle that well. <laughs> my parents are like that. That's why I had to leave. <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, the real irony is that the cat that my mom got for herself is kind of more attached to me, so I probably have it coming. Mm, maybe. You're a good person. I have faith that the that the kitty will like you. I hope so. I'm keeping her locked in my room for, like, at least a month. No one's going to get to see her. <laughs> there you go. Do you guys want to hear a funny story, actually, real quick? So, speaking of cats... um. We have we have a cat. He has one eye. His name is Pirate, um, and he just turned yeah he just turned a year old, and we've been thinking about getting another cat for him. And um, I said I wanted a black cat because he's orange, and I just I've always wanted a black and an orange cat. And so last night when my boyfriend was going outside, we thought this skunk ran in, and he like screams and like runs out. And we turn the light on, and it's it's a black kitten. And we're like, whoa. Yeah, we're like, how random is this? We literally just started talking about it maybe last week about getting a black kitten. And this cat is, is black as black. There's not a patch of any other color on this cat. He, his nose isn't even pink. And so we give him some food. We give him some water and a little litter box. 
and he's crying all night. And you can tell that he's not an indoor cat. He's got no collar. Um, you can just tell that, you know, that he's not an indoor cat. So we know he's not anybody's, um, but we were going to take him to see if he had a microchip anyways. But this is the middle of the night. And so we take him into our room because he's crying and scratching at our door all night. And we woke up this morning and the cat tore a hole in our screen in our back room and like jumped out the window. Oh my God. And it's gone. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so maybe it's just not meant to be for us to have another cat and you're going to get along just fine with your cat. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry you ran away. That cat broke out of your house. (laughs) Yeah, like, it was obviously not meant to be. But then I was like, I was like, did it even happen? And, like, I had to go in my phone and, like, make sure there were pictures of this cat that I took. Because, and then I was like, it's probably, like, an omen, you know, like, black cat. And then just, like, comes and leaves, like, some kind of warning. I'm just, like, looking over my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's plenty of cats that need adopting out there. Yes. You'll your cat. In the end, the cat chooses you, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, in the end, it's really the cat that chooses you, right? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, man. What if it okay. doesn't choose? <laughs> well, if the cat chooses your mom, then your mom's cat will probably get jealous and come choose you. No, she does not care. <laughs> <laughs> This cat could care less for human beings, honestly. Like, she, it thinks we're the most annoying creatures on the planet, I bet. Aww. She is so independent and so, like, alpha. Like, she's she's dommed everyone in this house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that will do it for this week. And we're going to be back with uh, some fun stuff next time when we get to our Throwback Thursday episode, which is going to be a great time, I think. And so until then, Sarah. Oh, um, keep keep it spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of confidence in that phrase. (laughs) Uh, And Marla. I, I think I got one. Goodbye and good luck. <laughs> simple, simple and to the point. All right. I hate to admit it, but I, I didn't come up with a good one this week. Um, uh, so um, I guess in the words of Carlene, we're moving along. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, this is these are some bad catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> We're not. Uh, Marlon's was good. Marlon's was good, but uh, I just I can't I can't ever freaking remember. It's keep it spicy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>